What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Actors with Issues, where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway and give you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I am your host, Juaniala, and today's guest is television actor Alan Theosky Rowe, who you may have seen on Hawaii Five-0, MacGyver, NCIS Los Angeles, Chicago PD, SWAT, The Last Ship, you name it, this guy's been on it. Alan, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Juan, how you doing, man? Glad to be here. So uh, you <laughs> made me laugh when I read it. I asked like where, where you grew up and where you're based. You wrote Made in Taiwan, released in Los Angeles. So what was it like starting your career uh, overseas and then uh, coming over to the States? Okay, so yeah, so I grew up and uh, I was born in Taiwan, um, came to America about six years old. And um, I wanted to be a K-pop star, a recording artist. So I tried to do that in Taiwan and fail miserably because the, the, the group that they placed me in, um, we all had the looks, but we just couldn't sing. <laughs> so we basically we took a lot of pictures and got nowhere with that. But when I was in Taiwan, um, while I was there, um, another uh, management company uh, suggested that I might try acting. So they put me in a, one of those uh, K-pop uh, Taiwan, uh, what do you call it, uh, soap operas. And then um, from there, I uh, caught the acting bug. But um, while I was there, like I, I, I speak Mandarin fluently, but I couldn't read very properly. So, so what happened was like my, my, my career got cut short in Taiwan because of uh, every time they hire me, they need to hire a translator for me. And it just got to the point where like, why are we hiring this guy? We have to pay like double basically to have him work. So I lost all my jobs and basically just came back to the States to finish school. And from school, I took some classes in um, community college and then just found my way um, from doing background work to all the way to doing commercial work. And then, you know, steps from the bottom of the totem pole to, you know, step-by-step to where I'm you now. The struggle's real. Been there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, I did background work for like three years before I started, or, you know, I booked commercial here and there at first. And um, yeah, it's a tough grind, but you, you did it, man. That's awesome. Uh, you've certainly got the resume to prove it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's been a long journey, man. I've been doing this since 2001, I want to say. So it's a, it's a long road, man. It's a long road ahead. And um, you just got to enjoy every moment and celebrate every win. Um, yeah. If, or if you're not having fun, then, man, this is this rough. I was like looking at, I always like sort of do like a deep dive on, on my guests and, you know, check out if they have like websites and look at their actors mm-hmm. access pages and all that. Um, your headshots reflect sort of a more darker character, um, but you seem like such a sort of chill, you know, pretty calm guy. But is that where you get but is that like where your bookings are more sort of like the villain type of roles? Always playing the villain with the bad guys in the, in the TV <laughs> show. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. It's just the way I look or how I present myself. But I think it's just the whole persona, man, like the tattoos and the hair and mm. how I carry myself. But in reality, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So I grew up as an overweight kid. So I'm really insecure deep inside. But then like, I grew up watching so many of these like gangster movies in Hong Kong and you know, I, I somehow psychologically, I think I created this persona to protect myself from being bullied. And growing up, I started like 
like I would like manipulate myself into being some somebody else to uh, to overcome my uh, my shyness, I guess. Um, but yeah, like it's just like somehow I, I just look like a bad guy. My my wife always say, "Dude, you look like a bad guy, and you're such a nice dude. That's why I married you." <laughs> so, <laughs> That's but hey, you know, I yeah. I'm really I'm very I'm very grateful to be um, I guess typecasted. So. So, you know, every time they need an Asian bad guy, I'm, I'm up for it, you know. Uh, typecast is, is always an interesting topic to to chat about with actors, especially those who um, are being typecast. Um, you know, there's a stigma out there about um, especially anyone that's um, an ethnic person, a person of color. Um, there is a sort of stigma about being typecast. Uh, but I mean, so many actors that I know who are on the same boat as you who are typecast uh, frequently always say that like just embrace it because if you're getting typecast it means you're getting cast it means you're booking the work and it means that you're you know you're you're taking the steps that you have to be and you you know your type you've got your brand down and all of that stuff so so what can you share about that you know every like every business is marketing uh, aspect to it so I think um, for me um I, I guess I always, uh, when I first started, um, I didn't know who I was, you know, I had to find myself. I tried to do every kind of possible, uh, roles out there, uh, for auditions and, and what stick to me was, you know, playing the bad guys. So, um, so after I realized that I started to, you know, take my headshots in certain ways to look a certain way or to, to you know uh have uh try to find short films i could be in to play certain roles to get footages for my reel Mm -hmm. so i think you really got to ask yourself who you are and also ask other people who they see you as so they could they could see um uh how you you can market yourself so uh i think there's classes now where they like teach you how to uh find um your your casting looks or whatnot yeah for sure i've seen a a ton out there of like um finding your type and 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 sort of knowing how to narrow in on all that and having people take surveys and all that stuff you know to sort of help with that um because it's something that you know the vast majority of actors deal with and may not entirely be the type of roles that they want to play but they know like okay where i am in my career now um this is what I'm going to play. And eventually I'll get that role. That's completely different from anything I've ever done. And I get to really take on a challenge, you know? Um, so with the roles that you've booked on, on a number of different shows, um, has there ever been something that you've learned, like maybe an eye opening, an eye opening experience um, while you're on set? Well, I, I, uh, I learned that when, when you get on set, it's always, the first thing you want to do is, well, you know, be uh, respectful to everybody. But the, the person that you want to make friends with is, is DP, the director of photography, because they could either make you look really good or make you look really bad man, by how, how they frame you or how, how they like you. So make friends with them first. And then um, just, you know, know everybody's name if you can. If you, when you get the call sheet, know the, the second AD's name, the first AD's name, the people that you can be working with, like the, the makeup crew, the, the PAs, especially, you know, and if you could know your standings name as well, like when you, when you address somebody by their names, 
it goes a long way. I'm telling you, man, people will give you respect right off the back. So that's onset etiquette is, is the most you could, you, you could um, have to have a longevity. For example, for NCIS LA, man, that, that, was the, that was the nicest set that I've ever been on in my whole entire career, I gotta say, man. The first, the first, the first minute I got to set, um, the 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 second the second AD came up to me and introduced herself and walked into my trailer. And the next thing, the 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 main cast of the show came and introduced himself and welcomed me to the to the set. Mm-hmm. And then I had a it was a recurring uh, part, so like I had a couple of weeks on it. And then like they upgraded my trailer. They 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 uh um. For, for no particular reason, just like the second day I show up, they were like, here's your upgraded trailer. I hope you enjoy it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is like, like everybody was so friendly. Like the, 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 the main, the main girl, uh, Daniela, she took videos of my uh, stunt uh, scene and then like, and then like send it to me and they're like, Hey, here you go. Have, you know, this is some cool footage. Maybe you could use it. You know, like who does that? Like, right. It's just so incredible. I never had that experience when like people were just so given. And um, yeah. and, and like from that point of view, I was like, I think I found my purpose in, in this acting game, man. If I could like be a, a top six name on a call sheet, be, be that serious regular to welcome all the, the co-stars and guest stars, actors to set first in the morning or uh, just, you know, pass the positivity forward, man, that would be uh, just a blessing that I uh, really want to enjoy someday, man. Yeah, totally agree, man. Uh, the, some of the sets that I've I've been fortunate enough to be on, uh, super gracious, you know, like while you're getting mic'd up, uh, when I was working on, on Blindspot, is a show that I worked on for a few episodes. Um, my first day, one of the, or the, I think he was number one uh, on, on the call sheet, Sullivan uh, Stapleton. He, you know, when I was getting mic'd up, he came over and was like, hey, welcome to the team, because I was playing an FBI character, like a lab tech in a scene. That's He's the like, best. welcome to the team. And I was like, this is so cool, holy crap. Uh, and then I knew another one of the actors cause I had done some background work on the show earlier in the series, um, while he was, he had just got, gotten on the show, uh, cause he joined, he was like a guest star season one and then they brought him back. And then by season four, he was a regular, which was super cool. Um, wow. but he was like, you know, like, welcome back, buddy. Like, how's it, you know, how you been? Like, you know, it's super, super gracious and definitely something, you know, that sort of positivity and, and, and. Cause you know, co-stars, I know, cause I'm still on the co-star level, but you know, it's, it's nerve wracking. Cause you're like, you get that sort of imposter syndrome when you're on set. Sometimes you're like, who let this happen? Why am I here? You know, like who, you know, it's, and, and so when you're surrounded by people who are being so friendly, you're just like, what's going on? Like, and, and then you want to sort of share that experience with other people yeah. if you ever get the chance to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like being a co-star, I remember doing some co-star work and I've been on some sets where they were not so welcoming. So you basically kind of right. just let like hang by yourself. Like the first day of school at, an, at a new school, you're just kind of, <laughs> nobody's welcoming you. You're just kind of trying to find your ways. And, um, you know, for, but those experiences, the negative experiences that I experienced also feed into the positive, positive ones I have now that I, I could tell the difference, which, you know, which is good. And like I said, man, if I could pass that positivity forward, pay it forward, it would just be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, keeping that sort of positive mindset um, is something that has come up a lot in recent interviews and in, in recent conversations, like, um, I don't, uh, or yeah, you are on Clubhouse. We, that's how we, I think we kind of first uh, connected. 
but you know some of the conversations on there about like the positive mindset and and things like paying it forward and not viewing everyone as competition because right. it's such yes it is a very competitive very saturated industry but that doesn't mean that everyone's out to get everyone else you know and it's sort of like that it's like oh it's between like you and this other guy and you know you want to like beat them but it's like well if they don't you know if i didn't get it it's because for good reason i trust the professionals that they made the right choice you know um which is something that i had to learn very early on um but surprisingly on the other side of it i would think like why did they give me an audition for this this role doesn't fit me but then it's like let the professional casting director do their job dude like you know who am i to tell the casting director oh you made a wrong choice like no (laughs) submit your submit your tape and get it done right i mean obviously they they see something in you that they want to bring you in to audition for so so yeah just you know just um do your best job the only the best way you could hope for it is um walking out of that audition saying yes i did my best whether it's mine or not it doesn't matter because we're we're not in control of that situation you know and um, the only thing we could control is memorizing our lines and do our job. There's so much um, guesswork and so many reasons that we might not get cast. You know, there's literally like hundreds of reasons why we won't get cast. But the only thing that that is in our control is the work, is the audition, is the preparation and um, and how and the preparedness and all of that stuff. So. I think it's really important for actors to young actors, especially to just do your best work and, and don't linger on the reasons why. I mean, you can ask your agent, like if you, they got feedback and stuff like that and, and take that into account. But um, you know, there's just, there's so many reasons why sometimes it's as simple as like, Oh, they look too young compared to the other person we cast. We can't have a reporter right. who looks 12 and one that's 50, you know, like we gotta, <laughs> they gotta do it. Um, you know, uh, do you, do you yeah. ask your agents for feedbacks on auditions? No, me neither, man. Like I, I don't know, like because I, I could never tell if like if who, who if they're telling you the truth. Like if you did bad, you really think right. you did bad? I mean, unless you were like horrible, right? Yeah. Like then they'll be like that he, he's not prepared, you know, blah 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 blah. So I just yeah, I try not to like get feedback. You know, this is how I feel. If I felt good about the audition, and that that is it, man. Like. I think that's that's a way to keep our mental health <laughs> a little bit like positive, so we're not like deep dive into like the negative uh, mindsets that we all have. You know, those little gremlins creeping in, telling us, "Oh my god!" Like, how did I, I, when I when I once I even get that like callback, it's like, or I didn't get that booking, it's like like the gremlins start talking about like, "Oh my god, you suck, man!" You you know that inner voice that like kind of yeah. creeps on you all the time. Yeah, we need to stop that. Man. We need to yeah. catch that, flip that. So, yeah, that self sabotage can totally. Ruin I'm, I'm preaching like it's, it's, it's an easy job, but it's a hard, hard thing to do. So I'm still learning too, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, easier said than done, of course. But it's still so important to to keep all these things in mind. And um, yeah, that sort of uh, the self sabotage or the self destruction can really, really like you know, really eat at you because it's all of that self-doubt uh because you know if you know like one experience with especially when you're young when you're doing like theater and stuff one uh, one bad experience with the director can like ruin your entire point of view on what the industry right. is like um when in reality it's like no that's just one bad experience but 
at the time we don't know that we think that like everyone's like this everyone is toxic or vapid or, or anything like that when in reality actors are so many times that I've that I've had you know uh, I think this episode is gonna be like number 45 so it's been you know almost 50 conversations I've had with a number of actors about all this stuff and like some of the loveliest people that I've had to, gotten the chance to talk to and it's like just because you know there's a couple bad apples doesn't mean that everyone right. is is like that and the vast majority are not you know and the people that are like that well, don't right. last very long but you know you know what's funny is is how all the negative uh experiences tend to stick in our minds more than the positive ones right like like i, I could all, i could remember like all the the most ridiculous auditions i had and it's just kind of replaced it in my mind but like all the good ones like the bookings and stuff like that i'm like what did i do in the audition like i can never remember so it's crazy so we got you know just really uh change those negative thoughts into positive ones man like gotta do it yeah um i'm curious because i had an experience uh, a few months ago and i'm just curious if you maybe experienced the same thing but um have you has there ever been an audition that you know, because we all have our process. We all have, especially with self-taping now, it's been a, a year since the since the industry shut down and maybe six to eight months of, of pretty constant self-taping for those who are fortunate enough to do that. Um, but has there been uh, an experience where you didn't put a particularly extra amount of effort into the audition and you just happened to book it? Yes and no. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I okay I, I never know what the reason why I book something I, I swear man like I, I did some of the bookings I had is like I did like the most shittiest audition ever but then somehow my height or I don't know I like to think that my audition was good but I sometimes self-sabotage myself and thinking you know it's not but for the NCIS LA audition I, I turned that audition I, I got the audition notice at uh two in the afternoon and i turned it in by five so i don't know if, if that was something i just kind of like threw together and then like somehow booked it um but that was one of the auditions that like i'm like i didn't really put too much emphasis on you know but um mm. yeah but then for that casting office especially for uh for the, all the ncis franchise i did i started auditioning for that casting uh directors since uh, first time was in 2013 and i think this is like my 11th audition and i finally mm -hmm. booked something from so man it's it's a yeah. long road man we we did touch a bit about self-esteem and the sort of like the audition anxiety um and sort of switching mindsets and things like that but um have there been ever have there ever been any points in time where maybe those issues have like maybe gotten the best of you and like really made you like sort of self-doubt uh yeah <laughs> self-doubt all the time man like um i'll give you one audition story i i uh, uh for the last ship um the casting director name was gary Zuck zuckerberg zuckerberg i think and then um i remember uh starting off um in, acting back in 2001 right so i had a i took it i took those uh casting workshops and then he was one of the casting directors uh i took 
the workshop with. And I remember um, him just ripping me apart, man, because I was so green at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yeah, just it was really bad. So, <laughs> so fast forward to like, I don't know, 10 years later, and then I finally got the audition for, for the last ship. He brought me in. And I was, I was so nervous. Like I was shaking. You know how like when you, when you have the size in your hand and it started like shaking uncontrollably. Yeah. And then I was doing that. And then he was like, <laughs> he was like, Alan, take a breath, calm down. I know we had some bad experiences, but this is, this is, this is a brand new day. Let's do this. And then I had to calm myself and did my sing. And then he was like, okay, can you do it louder? I was like, oh shit. <laughs> he couldn't. So I had, I, we did the sing. And then like, he's like, okay, thank you for coming and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I walked down, like the gremlin started talking. You're never going to book this. This is, you're done. He hates you, blah, blah, blah. And then like a month later, he's like, hey man, you got the part. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. Full circle ahead. Yeah. And that's one of the um, better booking uh, experiences I had. Because um, cause once, like, it just came so far, like, from reality for me, for booking that show, and then it happened. So it was just really, uh, just really grateful, man, you know? Yeah, so many so many moments like that, you know, from learning experiences to, to, to booking something, um, you know, it's there's so little rhyme or reason, like we were saying before, to the casting process and why we book things. And, you know, um, but, you know, when we're right for the role, the people that are in charge see that and and they, you know, they'll, you know, they'll they'll vouch for for people a lot of times. Like if it doesn't reflect in the tape, they'll say like, oh, you know, I did a workshop with them or they have auditioned for us before and, yeah. and they're a very strong performer and you know, uh, when, when, when they have to do it, um, when the time is right for them to, to vouch for actors and they really believe in them, then, you know, they're not afraid to do it. Did you, did you, uh, audition for the casting directors of blind, uh, blind spot, uh, before you, you booked the role? No. So that was actually my first, um, booking for, for television. I had done a couple commercials prior to that. Okay. Um, and that was my first, audition for that office because i was fairly new i didn't really have oh, wow. i didn't have a rep at the time um and it was a it was a two-line lab tech co-star and that's yeah. kind of in my wheelhouse the techie hipster the uh, the young it guys very much in my wheelhouse um so so yeah um but then they just brought me back to do like another random scene on another episode later um so that ended up being recurring which i was very very fortunate um, yeah, you, ne- you never know what, what would happen yeah. right you never know like the co-stars could turn into recurring and from yeah. from that could be become a series regular you just never right. know man yeah there have been it's a lot awesome. of a lot of actors have asked um you know like oh like how did, did you know it was recurring at the time or what did you do differently how do you suggest or what do you suggest that like i do for my co-star to get a chance at recurring and it's like Again, there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes you just want, they need someone last minute. And instead of auditioning the part, it's like, oh, well, let's bring that guy that we had a couple episodes ago. Are they available? You know, it's it's easier to do that right. than to release the breakdown, audition 50 actors, 
send the tape you know it's just a lot of times they kind of just pick from their pool like oh they did a great job last time let's bring, let's bring them back and give them another episode yeah a bunch of lines you're or trustworthy right yeah they trust you that you did a you're a nice guy on set right so exactly similar to the That's auditioning cool. it's it's that consistent uh consistent body of work it's like, okay they were pleasant to work with they they knew their shit and and we're gonna bring them back because they're good man this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more so ask yourself what is it you want Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I know we're all eager to get back in the audition room, but with self-tapes likely becoming the new normal, it's important that actors have a system in place to make the perfect self-tape audition. That's why I'm thrilled to share with you all Audition with Sam, a fantastic virtual service that provides professional audition prep for your self-tapes to stand out. Sam not only researches everything about the project beforehand, but she also provides on-the-spot coaching that will level up your acting game. And we have a special offer for our listeners. Use the offer code ACTORSWITHISSUES10 for $10 off your first session with Sam. Setting up an appointment is super easy. Just email auditionwithsam at gmail.com or send them a DM on Instagram at auditionwithsam. And don't forget to use that special offer code Actors with Issues 10, that's Actors with Issues 1-0, for $10 off your first session. Now, go nail that audition. So uh, I was looking on your, as I was saying before, on your Actors Access and saw that you've done quite a bit of like video game and motion capture uh, work. So oh, yeah. what can you yeah. what can you share about that? Because I've never I've never had a guest who's who's been involved on that side of, of things. Um um, have you done um, Black Box Theater ever? Um, not really. <laughs> Maybe once in college. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so the experience is kind of like that. So, like, basically, uh, you're in the open space in, in the sound studio. You're all plugged up with all these, like, dots on you. And, um, right? So, they, they'll set the scene. And then whatever scene it is, they'll have these blocks and then you basically uh, imagine everything. And then like, and then you jump over blocks. It could be a hill or something. You're jumping over a hill, we'll be jumping over a block. So it's, it's just kind of like, like kindergarten theater or something, I don't know. But, it, but what's amazing is um, uh, you, you work only about eight hours days and then they split up the shooting schedule. So you shoot every like three months and then um really? so you could do other work as well so if you book a video game like if you're the main character well for my experience was when when i booked battlefield 4 they they shot in three different segments and then the first segment was about two weeks and then we go in we film all the all the the motion capture stuff and then and then we have another uh day of uh voice recording session um, but as far as like auditioning for those goes, like you're, you're, it's basically like every theatrical auditions. Um, so it's not like a voiceover audition or anything. So it's just as if like the tapes and all that stuff for the audition process is pretty much the same. You get the yeah, scenes and interesting. Yeah. I, you would think that there would be a little bit more of the voice involved. Um, but because there's so much physical, um, 
you know, I guess it did very much make sense um, that there's so much of the the physical aspect in your actual acting ability. Um, just funny because uh, lately, or maybe the last five to eight years in video games, you've seen like some pretty big name actors doing like video games. All of a sudden, it's like uh, it's like it's like big actors going back to doing television. Before it was like so separate, but now with like streaming and with um like HBO series and, and Showtime, it's like you know you've got Amy Adams or Kevin Bacon doing like a show. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> they're like movie stars. What are they doing in television? But there's so know. much money in it, you know? It's, it's like yeah. the quality of like video games right now is like like full length feature movies, man. Yeah. It's, it's nuts like what, what they're doing with, with the gaming industry. And it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. So there's a lot of money involved. Yeah. Is Do you think, is the, the video game and voiceover industry kind of bigger on the West Coast than the East Coast? Or do you think it's kind of, similar I, both think sides. It, I don't know it, it might be because all the, the ones i've done is is yeah i worked out here in la so um maybe maybe they're all maybe it's bigger than out here but um but then i i see them fly in like actors from new york right. uh you know certain parts and stuff like that too so it, it all depends man i guess um and something else that you had noted in the the questions that i sent over um was that you wanted to just sort of like chat about different like struggles in the business. Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to, to maybe shed some light on any uh, past experiences? I think we, as an actor, we all go through um, the ups and downs, as you know. Um, but the thing, the thing that really helped me throughout my career, um, I think you have to start off with the mindset of when you become, say you want to become an actor, you have to almost uh, overconfidently like, believe in yourself first and foremost. But then once you hit all these, you know, dead ends and well, not dead ends, but like the lows and like you know, not booking certain things that you really want, or you know, getting a party and then get get fired from it, you know, or um, you know, these these struggles that we all actors go through sometimes eats us inside. And, and without a healthy mindset, I think um, it's a really hard road to, uh, to keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, just, uh, I just advise every actor to um, have like a set routine in your life, you know? Like for me, I would wake up at 4.30 every morning. I would eat my breakfast, do my meditation. And by 5.30, I would hit the gym. And then by 7.30, I, I would feed my dog, you know, my, their breakfast, my cats, their breakfast. And then I would work from uh, 9 to 1, one o'clock, whether, whether it's like researching for parts, memorizing my lines or, or just, you know, um, cre- cre- uh, writing or, um, or uh, do something business involved, listen to a podcast. I don't know. Whatever you do, if you take, you know, time out of your day, I think, I think you will have like a, a steadier mindset to uh, pursue this career. Have you gotten into creating your own content uh, to, to help develop your reel or have you more so looked for those roles in short films that are already sort of like being produced? Um, yeah. So I have not produced my own shorts or uh, write anything in particular, but I have friends that do, uh, and they usually uh, 
uh, try to put me in as much as possible. But also there's so many film schools out here in, uh, in LA, like the AFIs and the New York Film Academy. And what happens is I do a lot of these short films because like we were talking about earlier, like I get typecasted a lot playing the Asian bad guys. So these short films would uh, see me more openly to playing the leads or the, you know, the romantic guy or like, you know, the, the, the goofy guy, whatever, you know, the period guy. Um, so it gives me more, more opportunity to build my reel in as far as like different characters goes. And also I want to say like, for me being an Asian actor, a lot of these students that, that, that are coming from China and Taiwan and, and you know, from the, from the East, and then they basically do their training and then they go back to pursue their, their career. And a lot of these, these kids have like careers lined up already for them. They just come here for the training and then they go back and they're full on producers or directors. Like I did a lot of short film. I, there's one short film I did in 2012, I believe. Uh, he's back in China as a big time producer now. So every time they have like, you know, some, some part that come up, maybe a couple of days or a couple of weeks on, on their movie, he would call me and just bring me in. So you never know these where these relationships would go, man. Like, yeah, it, like it's crazy. So just make those efforts to like be involved every way possible. And I know a lot of actors out here that are like, oh, I'm too good to uh, do short films. You know, I need I need to get paid. I mean, man, I'd rather like work on something and get paid a hundred bucks and sit at home and do nothing. You know, so right, get out there. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, yeah, there's a sense of maybe pride, maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's ego that, that gets in a lot of people's way. Um, something that, that drives me a little crazy sometimes with young actors is like when they're fresh out of college, they got their BFA in drama or, or theater or whatever it is. And they think that they're like, owed the world already. They're like, all right. Like I know, like, you know, I got my degree. Uh, how do I get an agent? Uh, Cause I know my shit. And it's like, okay, you've got the training, you know how to find a killer monologue, but do you know how to audition for TV and film? Do you know how to transition over to the TV side? Do you know your type and your branding? Cause they don't teach you that in college. They don't teach right, you how right. to perfect a headshot. They don't teach you how to put together a reel. Like they don't, you know, there's so much more beyond just the technique. Um, right. You know, there's that saying that's like, yeah, um, yeah and there's that saying that's like what is it luck is oh luck is opportunity meets preparation oh yes so it's like where those two cross over that's luck and you know whenever people say like oh you're so lucky it's like nah i was prepared and i have the right rep you know <laughs> like you know i the 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 latest thing i booked back in january was um through a manager that i signed with during during the pandemic i, I didn't have a manager prior to that awesome I and i had an agent oh, thank you uh, and I had an agent in the Southeast and with COVID it's all local hire. They're not really flying people over for a two line right. co-star, you know, not like, not like they ever really were before. Um, right. But now, especially, so uh, that's sort of been more in my wheelhouse and I've never before had to audition so frequently. Um, you know, was barely auditioning once a month, much <clears throat> less like once or twice a week, which again, very, very fortunate to do. And, it's all about being prepared because I, I work full time now when when COVID happened and, you know, you didn't need that sort of open, wide open availability that actors needed before, uh, especially in New York to go to like theater auditions and all that stuff. I was like, OK, time to ask for promotion at my part time job. 
<laughs> and make some, make a little money. Cause I, I can just tape at my house when I get out of work or whatever, you know, like it's a little more flexibility now. Um, yeah. For us instead of against us. Cause before it was like actors, you need to be available all day to audition and then you're going to work all night and you're going to be exhausted and you're going to do it all over again. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It came out of this COVID situation is this, you know, we, we don't have to travel so far to, to, for yeah. audition anymore, you know, um, save a lot of money on gas. That's for sure. Man. Yeah. Gas parking, all that stuff. And a lot of time with oh, yeah. the travel, one five minute audition ends up being a three hour endeavor. <laughs> yeah. But you were talking about the Southeast auditions are coming in fast and furious, right? Um, they're not so much anymore. So it, it was a little busier before COVID because, okay. um, because they were willing to see other people for smaller roles, like out of town, but now That's everything it. for New York, at least everything's like, must be New York local hire must be right. based in New York. Cause they don't want to worry about quarantining and test in extra testing or, travel restrictions or you know that stuff's all slowly lifting up now but i remember back in october it's like if you're not in new york we're not like they just weren't extending it beyond like the tri-state area for new york it's like new york jersey and connecticut was kind of like the bubble of of talent um or if you could at least drive yourself because a friend of mine worked on legacies uh for the cw and he's in west virginia and they told him they wouldn't fly him out but they would like reimburse him for for driving from West Virginia to Atlanta. Um, Cause they're like, we don't want to risk it. Just drive down. We'll put you up. We'll reimburse your gas and your mileage and all of that. Um, but yeah, they just, they're not taking any risks these days. Cause somebody tests positive and got to find somebody else or shut down. And so, so I wonder if like, if like, if we're vaccinated um, and we state that we're vaccinated, do you think that like they're more um, open to, fly people out i think so but knowing how some of the medical industry stuff works i don't yeah. think it's legal for them to ask right um, but if what if you just stated right but like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh right but then they're like well but then they would assume like well anyone who didn't tell us isn't vaccinated right. so they'd be like well this guy didn't say anything so he's probably not vaccinated um though i think that every actor for the sake of wanting to work is going to get vaccinated as soon as they're eligible i just got my first shot yesterday <laughs> and any side effects anything little, uh no side effects just a little bit sore on the arm but it's like every other shot you, you get and it's just get a little bit sore that's all you know yeah yeah i've heard some scary stories of some of them people like but then it's like like wow, how crappy was your immune system that a that a vaccine, the dead version of the virus, like knocked you out? Like wow. Yeah, for real, right? Yeah. <laughs> go, go eat an orange. Like go get some vitamin C in you. <laughs> yeah. So to wrap up, we always play a game uh, called Getting to Know You. It's some rapid fire questions, some other uh, some other quick questions uh, to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, as if we haven't already done so for the past like 45 minutes, <laughs> but uh, always start with uh, coffee or tea. Uh, I, I drink tea. Uh, TV or film? Uh, TV. Drama or comedy? Uh, drama. <laughs> uh, hero or villain? Villain. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer to play the villain though, or would you prefer to play the hero? You know what? I do prefer to play a villain, man. They're more fun, man. Honestly. Right, right. 
I've always thought yeah. that, especially yeah. like growing up watching Disney movies. I'm like, the villains always get like the cool song. Heroes are boring. <laughs> yeah. Change up your voice, you know, make it deeper yeah. or like make it all weird. Yeah. And shit. Super so character y. Cool. Uh, so, uh, what yeah. show yeah. would you like to be a guest star on that you haven't already, obviously? Oh, uh, I'm gonna say Law, Law and Order Organized Crime, man, because I have to put, mm. it, put myself on tape after this so. oh really <laughs> yeah i had uh uh was it for i think it was i'm like asking my boyfriend who's over here who was my, my reading partner for that one um yeah. i had one for like a, a hipster cashier it was supposed to be like a whole foods type of thing and i'm like wow casting's got it hipster got it yeah. <laughs> got it man you gotta book that one uh who is your uh dream scene partner be famous one or uh, uh anyone uh i want to work with leonardo dicaprio man good choice uh what is a movie that never fails to make you laugh uh zoolander <laughs> uh and a movie that never fails to make you cry sleepless in seattle Mm. classic uh do you have a secret talent uh i always say i could i could i could style my straight asian hair in any style in seven minutes <laughs> seven minutes that's so specific yeah. um what is your most recent binge watch uh what did i watch um I binge. What did I binge? Oh, I binged you. See, was it season three? The latest one or season two? Season two. I binged that uh, most recently, and it was it was pretty amazing, actually, man. Yeah. Have you seen you? I have. Yeah, yeah. I saw the uh, I saw the first season when it was on Lifetime before it was even on Netflix, yeah. and then it became a Netflix show. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, I, I I'm kind of mad that season two moved to LA because I would have really liked to have worked on that in New York. What film franchise would you like to join? Wow. Yeah, uh, if they ever make Zoolander 3, I would love to be part of that. <laughs> uh, what is the worst side job that you've had? Oh, man. I, uh, I was doing overnights working as a, uh, what do you call it? The display builders for um, Urban Outfitters. And mm. I was basically from, I worked from 11 at night till eight in the morning. So I could free up my daytime to auditions, but I was working all night, basically looking like a yeah. zombie and going to auditions and it just wasn't working, man. And then yeah. luckily I got fired. Um, and that's when my acting career actually started, you know, I focused all my attention, you know, after that to acting and that's how I started working. So gotcha. Gosh, uh, who is a person, uh, famous or not, who you would like to trade places with for one day? God, uh, you know what? I don't think I would trade places, man. Like, I like, I like, I like this life. Good answer. That's a good answer. Um, when were you the most starstruck? I don't think I had been starstruck yet, but I think if I met Leonardo DiCaprio, I would. <laughs> you just freeze. <laughs> I would not know what to say to him. 
Um, if you weren't an actor, what would you be? Mm. Man, I honestly don't know, man. I never really had a backup plan. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. Lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young performer? I would say... I would say um, just enjoy this journey. Trust your golden, trust your path and uh, keep your passion burning. Is that 10? Maybe. I think it was a little more than 10, but it's fine. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Alan, thank you so, so much for coming on the show, man. Awesome conversation. So uh, for those who want to um, follow you on social media, uh, where can they find you on like Instagram? Uh, Instagram, Theoski eight i want to say just all righty and you can all follow us on actors with issues on instagram big thank you to our sponsor anchor for supporting the show head over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast 100 free if you enjoyed today's episode please subscribe to the podcast leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and you can catch new episodes every friday on all podcasting platforms i'm juan Ayala. this is actors with issues and we'll see you next week